Is it time to upgrade to a vehicle that's right for your needs today? Get all the options you need at todaysdrive.com. Brought to you by Black Press Media. We'll get you into the perfect vehicle without the struggle of hours spent trying to find what's right for you. We're here to help make your search quick and easy, connecting you with a huge inventory of new and used cars, trucks, and SUVs. Powered by Black Press Media. Visit todaysdrive.com. Welcome to PQ Beat, a podcast of the Parksville Qualcomm Beach News. Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening. I'm Philip Wolf, editor of the PQB News and Vancouver Island Daily. 2022 has been another interesting year in the city of Parksville. Here to look back on 2022 and ahead to 2023 as well, we welcome the mayor of Parksville. Thanks for joining us, Doug O'Brien. Good afternoon, Philip. How would you describe the first couple of months in your term as mayor? What's the biggest difference between being a councillor and now sitting in the mayor's chair? I'm moving from the shallow end of the pool to the deep end. Instantly, luckily, I'm a pretty good swimmer. I was able to recognize that being the counselor and then going to being the mayor is a considerable difference. The biggest difference is the, the understanding that the mayor is the chair of council meetings, endeavoring to encourage debate from everyone at the council table to try and make sure that every member of council has opportunity for discussion without the chair leading the debate. So we have the, actually the best decisions anyways when we have all the council members participating and it makes for a better flow. And then the chair or the mayor in this particular case just weighs in at the very end and that way all council members get a chance to participate. How would you sum up your thoughts on 2022 for the council, the city and for yourself? As far as 2022 went the last year here, it was lumpy to be kind. We realized that there was certain decisions that were being made that uh, were, I guess, reflective of perhaps some council members going in one direction and some council members going in a different direction. So it got lumpy there for a little while, and we worked through that. And the thing is that we came through with some good decisions and so forth, but it wasn't as cohesive as we had hoped that council could be. We tried to keep everything on a professional level, which we did. And I'm pleased to say that everyone played nicely in the sandbox. But at the same time, we recognized that there was certain directions that some of council was going and other directions for other council members going. And so it made it, as I say, a little challenging at times. What was the biggest impetus behind your decision to run for mayor? After serving four years as a councillor, it made me understand that I needed to have that four years under my belt to get the experience. I need the experience of being an effective elected official. There's a lot to learn, and there's a process of dealing effectively with different events. And so after dealing with the council of the day and understanding that perhaps I had now the experience of the last four years, I came to the conclusion that, in my opinion, that I could do a better job as mayor. So I decided to throw my hat into the race. What are some of the biggest issues council will be dealing with in 2023? And are there some that are especially meaningful to you personally? The thing is that we have our process now, Philip, is working on a strategic plan. As a new council, you set up a strategic plan right at the start of the uh, your term. Ours will be finalized on February 2023. So it's where we get together and we condense and define all the issues and projects that all of the new council wish to accomplish. Of course, every councillor has his own wish list of what they learn in the campaign and they want to bring that to the table. 
The recent campaign showed us that the residents want to live in a safe and secure community, safe pedestrian and bike-friendly area, traffic calming, more attention to petty crime statistics with the hope of reducing it. The B&E, I always say that uh, people that are affected by petty crime don't feel that the crime is so petty. And so we have to work with our local police department that are working hard to try and bring those numbers down. And I'm proud to say that those numbers are dropping down year to year, and the police are doing a very good job. Everyone in our community has a right to be safe walking in our city, and be it uh, day or night. On the radar for the next year is going to be a discussion on new aquatic center. We're going to be looking at the community park to Raptor Trail, more recreation facilities for the likes of pickleball. You might have heard of that sort of little sport. It seems to be rather prevalent lately. That will be one of the main items or a few of the main items that we will be concentrating on. Are you a pickleball player? I'm a walker and a hiker. Currently, I do a lot of hiking and so forth, and I'm actually on the short list for knee replacement surgery. I'm hoping to get a phone call fairly soon, but in the meantime, once I get that knee replacement surgery done and I've done my rehab, I'm pretty excited about learning to play pickleball. I am. As we continue to emerge from COVID restrictions, is it nicer to be able to deal with people more on a face-to-face basis? Yeah, it's just been such a great evolvement from where we were two years ago. Right away uh, upon being elected mayor, obviously the phone calls, uh, emails came in hot and heavy. Everybody wants to talk to the shiny new mayor, if I can call myself. I'm not sure I'm, I'm that shiny, but I'm the new mayor. But the thing is, is that I was inundated in a good way for people that wanted to speak with me, that wanted to meet. I had an office now, and so I was able to accommodate. So quite frankly, for the last three weeks, I've been doing nothing but person-to-person in-face meetings with business owners and residents throughout the city of Parksville. And it's been amazing because literally sitting across the coffee table in my office with people, and I've been doing a lot of listening. And it's been great. The thing is that it's so much nicer to be able to, rather than dealing with emails and so forth. And it's just been a great feeling. And I'm very grateful for having that opportunity to connect with the people of our city. Homelessness remains an issue, not only in Parksville, but all over Vancouver Island. How will council continue to address the needs of the homeless in the city moving forward? We recently just had an interesting initiative come through. The thing is that like the most recent dealings with the homelessness issue has obviously been affected by our winter onslaught of weather that arrived a little early this year. But I have to say that all of council, every council member for the last three weeks has been working relentlessly at looking for solutions for the cold weather. There's two different situations. There's cold weather warming centers and cold weather overnight shelters. And so we've been looking for a provider to provide these services, a location to locate these services for the homeless. We were able to achieve success in finding a provider for the warming center and working collaboratively with BC Housing on looking at solutions for a cold weather shelter as well, which is in the works. Right now, there's all the necessary checks and finalizing details for a cold weather overnight shelter are being worked on right now. So I'm pretty excited about the fact that we were able to jump in in the extremely cold weather. And I've already been at the warming center to see if everything's going well. And yes, there were people in there. They're being treated properly by a provider that showed all the credentials 
of providing a proper service for these individuals. I think what people have to understand that it's not just as simple as opening a warming center or a cold weather shelter. There's a lot of details that have to be worked out. We have to provide a safe environment. We have to make sure that the provider has the proper training, that they have the proper security in place. And the location has to be fire inspected, of course, for safety for the individuals in there. You know, we have to provide a safe working environment for those people that are working there, those tenants that are coming in to get out of the cold, and the, the neighborhood that they're occupying as well. So there's a lot of checks and balances we have to go through, and that's what we've done. But I'm happy that we've come to where we're at. Long term was what I'm looking at because it seems to be a reoccurring pattern. Every November, everybody panics and tries to come up with a solution that should have been actually worked on earlier in the summer when, in fact, the cold weather wasn't here. So I want to look at long-term solutions. And with that goal in mind, working with our adjacent neighbors, uh, Mayor Tunis Westbrook from town of Kualikum Beach and Mayor Leonard Krogh from the city of Nanaimo, along with Parksville, I think that we all share the same common issues with the homeless. And I think we, working together, we can make sure that for our area, we can maybe provide better long-term solutions that we don't have to panic and go through this every winter. Development is always a hot-button issue. What are your thoughts on that? The development in Parksville, we've worked at, we had a almost 0% vacancy rate for apartment rentals when we first came to term four years ago, and we worked at encouraging more rental housing, affordable rental, market housing, and so forth. And we've been successful in receiving lots of both. You see the development going around Parksville. Some would say it's too much development. The others say it's not enough housing options. So our goal and the goal of this current council we have now, I know is very strong to provide lots more housing options for the people of Parksville. And that's going to be in the form of rental housing, affordable and market, and also housing from single family dwelling to condominiums and so forth that market rates just providing more housing options for the diverse amount of people that are relocating to Parksville. And we know that they have different needs for housing and we want to make sure we're there. I'm all about balance and the things that we need balance. We need the balance in between the social housing on one hand, and then we have market housing on the other and recognizing that you can have social housing, but at the same time, recognizing that these social housing achieve affordable rents because the city has either donated the land or the city has relaxed the DCs on apartment building on the development itself, or requesting property tax exemptions to keep those rental rates down. And so we have that, but this recognize at the same time, if we have too much social housing, where we have a great deal of development in the city is not carrying tax load, then the other end of the balance scale is the people with market housing that has to pay more. So we have to make sure we keep that balance fair. And so you can't have more than one because the other one can't support it. And then we have a more balanced and great community. How will council help the city continue to attract young families? As we see it, the young families that come to our area, they're looking for schools in which I can confirm the schools are already receiving larger enrollment numbers that they've had in the last 10 years. They will be looking at how to contain that increased numbers and whether it's a reopening previously closed facilities and so forth. So the families are moving here, but the thing is that we have to give them the types of housing that they need 
for their particular needs. And so we're encouraging the development options for two and three bedrooms where the families can be encouraged to live here in central locations that are close to the schools, close to the parks, and that type of thing. So we have to make sure that we bring the housing needs first because that's what they're looking for. And the other thing is we have to give them a safe and secure community so that their families are safe, whether it's going to the community park, whether it's going to the recreation facilities that we have. But we also have to include maybe more recreation facilities and amenities like an aquatic center and so forth, like pickleball, because even young people are playing pickleball now. (laughs) The thing is, if that's going to help, then by all means, we can encourage that as well. But it's uh, basically having the amenities in place that make it an attractive area for young families to live in. What can be done to help attract more doctors to the region? I'll give credit to the provincial government of late that have actually put many ways to basically retain the doctors that we have by putting in a proper pay package and so forth and to help with their overhead and all the extreme costs that they have to incur. And I believe that they've done that. I know it is well received with the doctors in our area. What we have to do is the city of Parksville, in which we are doing We have a lot of contacts in a lot of different areas, and it includes a lot of doctors that are actually from Canada, have sought training overseas. Ireland, I understand, is one of the largest ones with the best medical universities in that area. And so many of our people that were not fortunate enough to be able to get into UBC have gone overseas to basically Ireland. And so what we're doing is we're trying to get those people that have now been medically certified as physicians to come back to Parksville if they're from the area or basically come back to Vancouver Island. We're reaching out to those people as they're graduating from the different universities and we're suggesting that maybe Parksville would be a great place for them to set up practice and working with the local offices with the hope of attracting these people to their offices and making the package attractive so that the doctors get a diverse clientele that they can practice their new skills on. And that means maybe instead of just doing all week as a family physician, maybe working one day at the local health center, the hospitals and so forth, and then their clients the rest of the week. So they have a diverse clientele that they're working with. Are you looking forward to continued bounce back for our tourism industry? I can tell you already staff at the city of Parksville are being inundated with requests for special events for 2023. So that's a good indicator already. The special events packages are going out in vast amounts right now to all the organizations that are asking for it. Beach Fest is going to be back. They were good last year, but they're going to be back even bigger and better this year. We have our outdoor performing arts theater in the park, which just barely made it ready to be used in the summer of 2022. And the events that are already planned for the 2023 season are being organized as we speak right now. And it includes everything from rock bands to dance troops to even the symphony, the traveling symphonies and so forth, will all be performing in the park. So that's the bounce back. And they already received a lot of participation and enthusiasm from the community last year. And I anticipate even more this year. Lightening things up a little bit. Do you have a favorite holiday tradition either now or when you were a youngster? Just reflecting on this season right now, Philip, is I have some family here as well as down in Victoria, but our family here with the grandkids, we have a tradition of going up to uh, Whiskey Creek. At Christmas time, we carve down our own tree out in the woods and it's usually cold and the weather varies each time. But with the grandkids and my family, we're up there, hot coffee, hot dogs, 
cocoa over an open fire and my wife's specialty chocolate spider cookies are a tradition around the campfire while we're getting a Christmas tree. And yeah, it doesn't get any better than that. Do you remember a very memorable Christmas present from when you were a kid? It was a tin airplane, battery <laughs> operated, and I've still got it. And the thing is, is that it takes the six D-sized batteries and it goes forever and it goes across the floor. It stops, it opens up, the passengers are supposedly <laughs> let out, and then it starts up the propellers and it goes zipping across the floor. When I was a kid, of course, my cat was not a big friend of the airplane. That, of course, I used to chase my cat around. That really was my favorite toy of all time. That's a great story. Now, finally, to wrap things up, what's your wish for the people of Parksville in 2023? The lack of socialization from the pandemic has created a lot of people to be lonely, to be isolated. And I just want everybody to recognize that it's safe and we have a community that's got so many things to offer. And I want to just encourage all the people of Parksville to get out and embrace our community. It's got so many things going for it. It's still that small town feel. And we have so many newcomers, as we mentioned with all the development. There's a lot of newcomers to our area, and I would hope that you would reach out and welcome the newcomers to our area because they bring a lot of wealth of experience and stories, and I would like to welcome them to our area and have everybody celebrate our good fortune of living in the, the city of Hartsville. Doug, always great to talk to you. Thanks so much for doing this. Hey, Philip, thanks very much. That's this edition of PQ Beat, produced by the Parksville Qualicum Beach News. Thank you for joining us. If you have suggestions for topics or guests, we would like to hear from you. You'll find our contact information on our website, pqbnews.com. Discover what's happening around our province with todayinbc.com. Sign up today to get the latest news right to your inbox and never miss the news that's important to you and your family. From community news in your neighborhood to what's happening in our province, your source for daily news is todayinbc.com.